Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to another episode of The First Team. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Ryan Roberts. Today, we're going to be sharing our linebacker rankings. We did a breakdown, uh, specific scouting report episodes on the talented Clemson duo of Jeremiah Trotter and Barrett Carter. And today, as I said, we're going to be revealing how our rankings are going to play out for this uh, summer scouting series for these linebackers. Ryan, I got to say, before we do roll into it, we, we were texting a little bit this week and I think one of my main takeaways from this group is that there's there's not a premier elite player. You know, there's yeah. not some crazy crazy prospect that is going to be a top 10 pick. But there's a lot of really good talent. I think that maybe this year's class might break the cycle of what happened last year where we had a lot of guys fall. I think that this year there's going to be a lot of second and third round picks because there's just really steady talent, but maybe mm-hmm. not that elite player that'll cap off the class well joe i think i ended up watching 13 players for for this conversation and every Mm -hmm. one of them got a draftable grade for me i kind of put that into perspective right like i didn't end up with any pfas or any udfa grades out of this group that i've watched so far and yeah it's only 13 so as we kind of dig deeper there will be more grades that will kind of come up but i agree i think i was the one that even texted you that like this is a I like this class. Like, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of talent. I mean, I my top five guys all have at least a third round grade. So I got uh, no first round grades, but got a few seconds, a couple thirds, and then even there was a couple guys that narrowly missed the list that had like early fourth round grades for me as well. So I'm excited for this one, man. I really am. You know how much the linebacker position is near and dear to my heart, as well as one that I am typically pretty good at evaluating, uh, pr- do pretty well for the most part. But this is a, a quality class, I would say, that has a lot of starters or future starters, I should say. And if that scouting report episode is any indicator of how this episode is going to go, uh, yeah, I'm going to piss you off, which I'm looking probably. forward to. Probably. Um, yeah. I'm going to start us off. My number five guy that I have in my top five, I have Jalen Ford from Texas. Uh, I was very impressed with Jalen Ford. I love his frame. He's a big, big kid. He's listed at six foot three, 242 on the website. Um, I think that he's got that ideal big body to play as a mic. He's got the frame to play as almost as a you know a throwback mic, but has the athletic traits to play in the modern NFL. I love his closing speed. I love his finishing ability. Uh, he's one of those guys where when he makes the right decision, he attacks the football and he comes downhill and he, he can make those plays at the line of scrimmage. And he also can move pretty well in space uh, for his athletic ability for his size. I'm a little bit – oh, and the last thing that I really love about him – his yep. ability to navigate traffic and work through blocks is great. He's got the size for it. He's got the play strength for it. He is not at all deterred by blockers when he's handling those guys. The one thing for me is that I just I just feel like he's a very slow processor. And it's yes. not like yes. he's not always guessing. Yeah, I think he can make the right decisions. It's just like, and we've said this before with some linebackers, he's kind of got the dial-up noise going on in his head where he's just – figuring it out, figuring it out. Oh, okay, this is where the football is going. And then he closes down. He would be so much better if he decided sooner, and he'd probably be way higher on this list if that were the case. Before we continue on with this video, I just want to tell you folks about an exciting new partnership that we have with this channel 
with Underdog Fantasy. Ever since I joined, I've been having so much fun. There are so many different exciting games that make watching games during the offseason more exciting. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but it has made it way more entertaining since I found Underdog Fantasy. And my favorite game to play so far, which I think you should try out, is Pick'em. It is so easy to play. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it simple. With their easy-to-use website and mobile apps, pick between two and five players to fill out your Pick'em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use code HACK, H-A-C-K, HACK, like the name of this channel. Use code HACK to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Go sign up. You won't regret it. You're going to have a blast. Check out Underdog Fantasy. I also want to tell you folks about our other reoccurring sponsor that we have on this channel, that being BetOnline, BetOnline.ag, which has all the updated odds, news, and anything for sports betting. It's my go-to source for when I want to be betting specifically on games. I love betting on college basketball or the NBA, uh, especially again during the offseason. Always looking for more fun ways to be uh, focused in on some of these other sports. It's BetOnline.ag and use promo code BELIEVE50. It's promo code BELIEVE50 to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, I mean, athletic traits, because he's 6'2 and 3 ace verified, 232 pounds in the spring, and 4'6'5 is what he's expected to run in the 40s. So, I mean, he's a good all-around athlete, and he has a good size profile for the position. I had him at number eight, Joe. It's because oh. of what you just said. So yeah. I was a little bit lower on him. Not a crazy amount, though, because I, I really did like the player. I like the traits, I should say. 2021... Part, only a part-time starter near the end of the season. 2022 was really his first year as a starter, and he was the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, right? So we're talking about a kid that's only played one year of football, so the eyes and the processing and the feel can improve in year two, obviously. And I hope that it does improve because I like a lot of the athletic traits, but like you said, just a tick slow at times, right? Like there's just some plays where yeah. just like you make a tackle for a two-yard game, but like if you saw it, faster that might be a two-yard loss like that's the difference right so Jalen was a little bit lower yes it's very frustrating because like you said you see the size so good see good length you see athleticism everything's Mm -hmm. there for him to be a starting linebacker in the NFL I think there's just a maturation that needs to happen from just a processing IQ perspective yeah but Chelsea number five for me Joe a young man that I think is pretty far along in a couple of the traits I just said. I have Ben Bywater, who's at a BYU. I know he's probably not a player that you even watched. but No, I definitely did not. I don't even know if he was on the list of guys that you sent me. I don't think he was. So I cheated a little bit because he was actually a player that I scouted Bastard. for RPM data. So I already had okay. some eyes on him. I completely forgot to add him to the list. He had a fourth round grade from Blesto. So a pretty good grade. Uh-huh. He is 6'2 and 3'8", 231 pounds, same size as Jalen Ford just about 464 verified 40 yard dash. So he's going to run at least four, six low, maybe four five high. This kid is one of those traditional BYU players that did take a Mormon mission. So he's going to be a little bit of an older rookie. He's going to be 23 or 24 as a rookie. I think that he's not crazy old because he's still only a true junior, but it's a fifth year player basically at this point, this kid, very smooth, Pretty explosive. I wouldn't say he's explosive as what Jalen Ford is, for instance, but I think he has solid explosiveness, but I think he's just a really smooth mover. He understands how to navigate space. They've used him as Mike Will, and they use him out in space a ton as almost a Sam linebacker. So he's kind of been the best of all traits. He's been a 
two-time leading tackler back-to-back years for BYU. I think that he's going to end up being a late day two football player, early, late third, potentially early fourth, so early day three possible. The only knock on him is really his, his age. You know, he's going to be a 23 or 24-year-old rookie because he has the length component. He has the size component. He's a really intelligent football player, and he just has that versatility to him to play multiple mm. spots, which I love a ton. So Ben Bywater, BYU, is a really good football player. If you haven't watched him, NFL teams are pretty high on him already. Yeah, you you pulled a fast one there. I did I did <laughs> not get to him. I And I watched yeah. probably – I watched a good amount of linebackers this, this cycle. More – I didn't get to them as many guards as I wanted to, but I got to a lot of linebackers. I did not get the Bywater, so I don't. I sadly don't have uh, much to contribute there. So it's a it's a fun, it's the unexpected name that you included uh, on your list. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, I'm <laughs> expecting that probably the remaining four. There's probably going to be somebody else in there that I also didn't get to watch. I'm just probably just one. There's probably one. There's probably one. Yeah, yeah. My number four was Tyron Harper from Missouri. Uh, on the I did not watch the- Hopper, man. Really? Oh, I beat you. I beat you. I got you. There we yeah. go. Oh, <laughs> right. He has a uh, transfer, right? He transferred originally from Florida, uh, I think, to Missouri. I believe it's the it's, yes. Let me right. let me check. Right. Let me check that after I, I give my spiel on him. I'm right. I'm telling you, Joe. Okay. I'm right. You okay. want to check it? I, I know my stuff. Yeah. Six two two twenty one. So he's kind of got the safety build going on. I think he should add yeah. a little bit more weight. I, I know you said this with Barrett Carter, where you're like, oh, his frame's fine. I don't like linebackers unless they're 230 or more. I just think it's for the position, the wear and tear. You got you got to have the size. Uh, but you. besides that, though, I think if he adds a little bit more bulk, it's going to help him. I thought he was really good at really, really nice athlete. I thought he had really yeah. fluid hips. I thought he opened up really well. Um, I also thought that he was a great finisher as a tackler. And there's going to be kind of a common theme with a lot of the guys that I ranked in the top five that he just finishes. He doesn't mm-hmm. uh, allow for a lot of missed tackles. Um, he's just very, very downhill, kind of similar to what I talked about with Jalen Ford. Uh, just mm-hmm. much better of a reactiveness and decision-making standpoint than Jalen Ford that I have confidence that he's going to find the football, he's going to make plays. And the thing that I always like with linebackers is when they do read it, they go a million miles an hour and they go make the play at the line of scrimmage. Or if they're coming off the backside, that they don't allow – uh, a four-yard gain to transform into an eight-yard gain because they take a bad angle or they're slow to get to the football. The one thing that I really enjoyed about him is that he is just a, a bat out of hell when he's blitzing. He actually has some some decent pass rush upside as a blitzer. Not going to really hit home, but his Tennessee film, I think, is a really mm-hmm. fun game to go back and watch because uh, they said, you know what? They're going to throw the ball a million times and they're going to get the ball out quick. So we're just going to blitz the hell out of you and we're going to hope that yeah. you get some pressures. And he, man, every other rep, man, he was getting in the face of uh, of uh, Hendon Hooker and making some, didn't get any sacks, but had some really nice pressures. I just think that he's got to add a little bit more weight so we can do a better job of getting off the blockers, but was impressed with Harper. Was very impressed with Harper. So I, I looked it up, Joe. He was a transfer from Florida, which he spent a couple years there. You want to hear something absolutely hysterical? So there is a Tyron Hopper, and there's a Tyrone Hopper. They're both brothers. There's Tyron and there's Tyrone. And, and then, they both play for Missouri now. But is Tyron Harper not related to the... No, no, they are. They're brothers. Harper, they're brothers. Hopper. Yeah. Wait, wait, is it Harper or wait, Hopper? Hopper. 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 H-O-P-P-E-R. Hopper. Why did I write? Maybe auto-corrected to Harper. It, pro- it probably auto-corrected, but there's a Tyron Hopper. Damn it. Hopper. Okay, yes, man. I have it in my rankings. Tyron okay. Hopper. 
Hopper Google Docs. So, so there's a Tyron Hopper who started his career, the one that you just talked about from That's Florida. Yeah. And then there's a Tyrone Hopper who is a defensive lineman for Missouri now that started his career at North Carolina. So they're I both love transfers. They're both it. brothers. They played at Roswell High School. So there you That's go, awesome. man. There's two Hoppers on Missouri. It looks like the other one doesn't really play though. So who, I don't who, who's uh, who's your number four? This guy was one of the most pleasant surprises I've had recently, Joe. Junior Colson out of Michigan was a guy that I really gravitated towards. Oh. What was that face? You didn't like him? No, I actually really liked him. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm going to so upset you with this. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. I have, so I have a third round grade on, Ju- uh, on Junior Colson right now. Okay. I was very, very happy with some of the stuff I saw in film. He was a, so he's going to be a true junior this year, 6'2, 235 pounds listed, mm-hmm. 101 total tackles, six tackles for loss, two sacks, also had a pass breakup. I was really surprised that the passing game numbers weren't better from a pass breakup perspective because. I thought he was really smooth getting back into coverage, man. He's got some loose hips. I saw him turning. They almost ran some like Tampa two type of stuff where he was kind mm. of playing mid hole. And I yeah. mean, he opens up and his hips are smooth as anything, man. I think he's a really good athlete overall. Frame is good. Like it's, it's developing. I think he was a little light last year, but he's up to 235 pounds now. So I'm excited to see the power profile. Cause I actually thought his power profile was a little bit underrated in my opinion. I thought he had a little bit of pop in his hands taking on blocks at the point of attack. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I don't like about him, though, because I think he's athletic, I think he's loose, I think he actually has really good eye discipline as well. I thought all that stuff checked the box. I didn't think he was overly aggressive as a player. Like I wanted him to really take on blocks more physically. I wanted him to get downhill a little bit more proactively. Like mm. I just wanted him to be a little bit more attack style than what he was. I thought he was a little bit, I want to call it laxed, but he really was just kind of passive in some areas because i think that if he puts it all together this year i was texting lorenz about this yesterday because i know lorenz had a decent grade on him this mm. offseason as well if he puts it together man like this kid is probably an early in uh, early declaration in 2024 most likely and he's got all the tools man like physically there's really nothing that you don't won't like i mean like he looks like a uh, he looks like a bigger version of what like Darius Leonard brings to the table as far as being a super loose explosive athlete again I want him to be more physical because I think that he has power in his game I just don't think he always uses it enough yeah um I'm not going to tell you where he is on my ranking I'm going to reveal it later um, cause I, I don't want to spoil the, the fun of this, but, but you always, well, you always yell at me when I have to, I don't yell, I don't you. yell, I don't yell at you. I just ask that like, if you could share who your rankings are, but I think we're well, so can far you, can off. You share, can I will you share I will, where you have Junior Colson. I, will, I mean, <laughs> I will share for the suspense where he is, uh, at a later, one. at a later point one. in the show. I okay, really yeah. enjoyed Junior Colson, uh, yes. for everything that you said. I thought he moved so easily in space. His ability to play in pass coverage is fantastic. He moved so freely. I think I'm going to go as far as say I think he was the best athlete out of all of the inside linebackers that I watched throughout this cycle. I was excited by how quick he accelerates and closes down on the football. Like that to me was in a in a separate tier than the other guys that I watched. Um, Yeah, I also. I get what you're saying with the physicality stuff, but I, I push back. I don't just slightly. I don't think that it, it's a concern for me because there were some plays where it doesn't happen on every play, but there were instances yep. uh, against. I watched Maryland and Ohio State were the the big games that I watched on him, 
He had a really, really good Maryland game. Or no, it was Purdue. Sorry, Purdue, he had 15 tackles. He had a good game against Maryland, though, too. I watched that game. But in short yardage situations, like, he was throwing his body all over the place. Like, he was really not afraid to get physical. And I saw that physical. Oh, no, I think there's – I think there's – I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I think there's power there. I think there's power in his hips. I think there's power in his hands. I just don't think he uses it enough. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, I just think that he needs to be a little more assertive as a football player. If he does – and I think that this kid could be a top 50-ish type of pick. Like, I think that that's kind of upside that he has okay. personally. I, I think we're on the same page there. I just yeah. – I think his athleticism is is phenomenal. I will reveal the exact spot. Uh, we know very, where he is already. Very, we know already. Very, very <laughs> shortly. Um, yeah. My number three guy is another Big Ten linebacker. Uh, I have Tommy Eichenberg from Ohio wow. State. Six foot two, 239. He was a little bit of a slow burn. I was able to sell myself on him. I thought that he was the most reactive of the middle linebackers. I thought that he was just a one of those guys that's always near the football. He always finds the football. Uh, he's always there at the end of the play. He's just a step ahead decision-making-wise. I don't think he was the best athlete amongst all these players. I think he, yeah. he kind of reminds me of Jack Campbell in terms of his athleticism where it's not – I know Jack Campbell was a lot bigger, but it's he, not- he reminds me of he reminds me of Josie Jewell for what's what it's worth. Which oh. there's nothing wrong with that. Josie's turned into a pretty solid player in the okay. NFL, but it's not it's not like a yeah. yeah right. So like where I like him is that I think that he can come in or like Jack Sanborn is kind of like what immediately popped in my head, where it's just like a really really good linebacker that has that decision making yeah. ability that will translate immediately to the NFL. And I wouldn't be shocked or like Blake Martinez, where it's like. Wasn't really like like a super is a good one, a super sexy prospect, but like, oh, he's got 140 tackles this year. How did this happen? And he's never going to be like a massively disruptive playmaker, but he just always knows where to be at all times. He's also really good at navigating traffic, which I liked, but like the the range and the movement skills is where I have a little bit of pause and and why I, I'm not going to be. Uh, Really, really high on him, but I liked him. I just thought he was a really well-rounded football player. I really liked – so, like, the former coach in me, right, the mm. former linebacker in me, really liked Tommy Eichenberg. I had him seventh on my list, Joe, okay. of the 13. I like a lot of what you just said. I think Blake Martinez is an absolutely perfect comp. I really yeah. think it is. Wow, I got well, I got you to say I gave a perfect comp. That's a first. It's a really, It's a really good comp, man. Because I think similarly to, to Blake, Tommy Eichenberg brings a really high floor to the table, yeah. right? Like I don't see – I see him sticking in the NFL for a long time, and I see him potentially being a starter in the right situation. My problem with Tommy is that I just think that his athleticism is so below average that yeah. there are going to be points where yeah. some teams are just like, we need to upgrade that position athletically. Like it's a little bit of a deterrence. I don't think he's ever going to be a plus player in the passing game. No. I think that his instincts in the run game are fantastic. I think he really understands, knows how to navigate traffic. Agree a hundred percent on that. And I think he's functionally okay enough of an athlete to stick, but I just don't, I think that you're always going to want to upgrade him potentially on the next level, which I think is what's happened with Blake Martinez. It's like, yeah, yeah. he had a couple nice seasons, but then eventually you're like, yeah, some of those stats don't really tell the full story, right? Like, and you need to kind of figure that out type right. of thing. So I, I like Tommy. It's just I think there's limitations to Tommy Eckenberg's game. It, I do. It seems I wish. Yes. Can I say this? Yes. I wish because my number six on this list was actually Steel Chambers, his teammate at Ohio State. Yeah. I wish 
that you could t- put Steel Chambers athleticism into Tommy Eichenberg's body. Because if you did, uh, he old, might be the top player. guy on this list. Yeah. He might be the top guy on this list because Steel Chambers is a gifted athlete, but he's not quite the processor and navigator that what Tommy Eichenberg is right now. I know you have him a lot lower, but I don't think you and I are too far off because I, I just see him as a slightly better athlete. I, I put him, I categorized him as an average athlete. I, I don't see okay. him as below average because for me, like okay. below average is you get your feet stuck in sand and you're not, you know, you're, you're just, you can't, it, it's, it's a deterrent for you to be able to be productive. And I thought that he was pretty productive uh, with those athletic limitations uh, and his processing just makes up for that in a sense. Uh, who is your number three? My number three, this is the big upside guy, Joe. If there's a kid that ends up going in the first round, I think that it's, it, it is Smile Munden out of Georgia. I think that this is the kid. Six foot three, 220 pounds with incredible light, uh, incredible length, excuse me. Munden, I think, is what everyone tried to make Quay Walker coming out of Georgia. Because I already see out of Smile Munden, I see him process a lot quicker than any time I ever saw Quay Walker. I thought he yeah. actually, by the end of the season, I thought early in the season, Jamon Dumas Johnson was easily the best linebacker on Georgia. By the end of the season, Munden had cut that gap, man. I'm like, oh, okay. He's he's kind of figuring it out a little bit. This kid's a former five-star recruit, so he has all the athletic traits, man. That kid is explosive. He's flexible. He's long. Munden has an opportunity, I think, to be a big riser in the 2024 NFL draft. He's going to be a third year junior this year. So he's going to be draft eligible. Obviously does he end up declaring? I'm not hundred percent sure. I just know that kid's a freaky athlete on the mm-hmm. second level. So if there's anybody that rises to be a first round pick this year, I think it's smile Munden. I think it is because he has the big sell. He's going to be a multi-year starter at Georgia. He looks the part he's athletic. Can he become a slightly quicker processor? Cause I thought the processing wasn't bad. Just needs to improve a little bit. He still needs to understand how to take on blocks a little bit better. But the athletic traits are silly, man. And he improved a lot over the year for Georgia. He was the last guy that like I wanted to get to, and I didn't, you didn't get to. to and, I, and I wish he did. But I was really excited about his teammate, who was my number two linebacker, uh, who you mentioned, Jamon Dumas Johnson, who, yes. I mean, the guy the guy is a, a wrecking ball. He's got six foot one, 245. He has a very thick build, which is perfect uh, for a mic. I think that for that size, very, very physical. He's got great play strength. Uh, again, wrecking ball play style. And then for the fact that he's 240, I loved his linear speed. Like I love his close down speed. I love all of that stuff that sets him up to be a very productive inside linebacker. I, I don't really have a lot of concerns with him being able to move. And I think that he also is one of those dudes that takes on blockers really well because he has great play strength. So uh, just to simply put, like J- Jamon Dumas Johnson, Great athlete, great size, good, strong instincts. Yep. He, to me, is somebody who who fits the billing of just plug and play right away. Really good Mike linebacker in the NFL. I will talk about Jamon Dumas Johnson in a little bit, Joseph. Oh, oh I wonder where he is on my list. You have Barrett Carter, number two, who I hate. <laughs> I have Barrett Carter, number two out of Clemson, who is a dog, man. I'm telling you, Joe. Think we, I think you need to go back and watch him again, man. I'm telling you, this is the next version of Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. Like, this is what this kid is. Mm-hmm. Incredibly explosive, listed at six foot one, 225 pounds. He's got a dense frame, 
Incredible athlete, man. Explosive, loose. He can really cover ground on the second level. And I also think he has a nice level of physicality. And I think that he has enough physicality to play in the box. He's going to be a kid that's more of a Sam Rover on some downs, but then also have to play Will on on the inside. This kid just has a nose for the football, and he's super explosive. I think, I think some people overthought Jeremiah Wusukoromoa a little bit coming out of Notre Dame, and I don't want to do that on Barrett Carter. I think that that kid is going to be just a lightning bug on the second level, man. Just so much explosiveness, so much so much playmaking ability. I think that he's going to create a bunch of plays on the, on the next level. I um, had him at number seven. Look, my I'm just going to reiterate okay. what I said when we did the breakdown. I don't see the the frame density because he's like 220 pounds. He's got poor play strength and he doesn't take he's, good angles. He's ba- he's bigger than your boy Tyron Hopper, man. He's big. He's weighs more than yeah, Tyron but, Hopper. And he's like but an the inch pl- or two but shorter. the play strength stuff didn't show up on film for me as it did with Carter. So like I I don't know. I feel like I just was very. I love the athleticism, but I was just I can't sell myself on linebackers who aren't strong. Like I just don't have Joe, good play. You strength. know. You, you know you know how every year everyone has at least one draft take where they get roasted for like a preseason take. Uh-huh. I think your Bear Carter one's going to end up being the one that roasts you uh, when it's all said. Whatever, we shall see, I don't man. care. We shall see. I don't care. <laughs> I don't um, care. Uh, Jamon Dumas Johnson, why was he your number one? I, I mean, I, I love the all-around profile, man. 6'2", 240 pounds. I think he's really explosive in short areas. Like, I was very surprised. I did not expect him to be as good a mover as he is, and I thought the linear ability was good. Like, he played in pursuit a few times. I know you highlighted the one play. Was it against Kentucky or Florida? I can't yeah, remember which play it was. Yeah, it was the play. He just completely yeah, where blew he, up where Rodriguez. He, where he, he tracked working to the sideline, and I'm like, oh, that's some pretty good ability to you know change direction and then explode. I think he's really dense. I think he's physical. I actually think he was pretty good against the pass as a spot yeah. dropper, man. Like yeah. He's not going to be a guy that plays man-to-man a ton, but like he is more than passable as a pass coverage player in his own heavy scheme, and I just think he's a really physical football player, man. I was a big fan of Jamon Dumas Johnson. I gave him an early second-round grade. He was my highest-graded player. We have to wrap, but my number one player who I gave a yep. top 50 grade to uh, was Junior Colson. Uh, I love Junior Colson, man. Like, I think that he I like is, him too. I think that he could be a late first round pick. Um, wow. Just the best athlete, the best athlete of the bunch. And I think there's just so much potential and upside for, for a guy like that, as I talked about earlier. At Joe Delio and at Rise and Draft. We'll be back, folks, for the rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.